Self-worth is the unlock. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. If you would do those things, you would become even more amazing. The gift you give to others is the work that you do on yourself. Welcome to the Self-Care Savage podcast. A self-care savage is a term that I've coined that combines elements of self-care in a more assertive and bold approach to taking care of oneself and growing their self-worth. On the Self-Care Savage podcast, we will explore how self-care and self-worth are always in the driver's seat in all parts of our lives and how we act and react to life. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and take a quick second to give the podcast a rating and a review. That's how we grow and reach more people to spread the message. Hey! How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. What's your name? Tim. Tim. Nice to meet you, Tim. Nice to meet you. I've been following you for uh, about a year and a half. Nice. Nice. And, and so from your handle, do you live in Florida? Is that what I'm picking up on? I do. Yeah. I'm here about two years ago. Okay. And whereabouts? Or just what area? Yeah, Tampa area. Tampa, okay. Yeah, I've been there. It's pretty cool there. Um, I was there probably four or five years ago when I first went out in my, my uh, camper. So, Tim, so, well, thanks for being part of the community. And, um, you know, I appreciate you coming on here and being willing to do that. So, again, this is kind of a new thing we're starting about, you know, you know, ask me a question. And, you know, I'm pretty much an open book. Uh, I mean, I'll shut it down if I have to, but I'm pretty much an open book. But yeah, do you have a question? You something you want to ask? And yeah, you know, this is just real general. Uh, watching your videos and everything, it appears like you're uh, in, in mostly uh, out west uh, here in America. Is that true? And uh, do you plan to ever travel overseas? Okay, so yeah, and most mostly, um, so I end up probably a lot more west than east because. There's so much more public land, you know, national forest land, which is what I mostly navigate on, uh, than there is in the east. The east it can be a little spotty. Even though I did, I was on the Appalachian Trail for 94 days last year. I was I was up there through Georgia all the way up into New York. So, uh, but and so overseas, Tim, I would love to, but I do have a lot I still would like to do here. This this summer, I had a big plan to, to move it, uh, through the Pacific Northwest. A lot of places I've been to, but I haven't spent time like I, you know, traveling the way I do now. 
you know, from, you know, Washington, Oregon, and even Northern California. And just, I spent some time in Montana, uh, a little in Wyoming, and I got to go to Idaho, but I didn't get to push a little bit further west. So I still need to, you know, again, uh, I want to spend some time there. I do want to spend some time up in the Northeast, but all these things are subject to, of course, weather, different things like that. And, you know, I think this this year just kind of stopped me because I took on all these things like the book and right. and the podcast and 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 trying to take an opportunity to to get this message out and spread this message. And but no, I'm I'll, I'll be busting back out at some point. But overseas, that's just gonna have to wait a couple more years at least. And I've been to Florida a lot. I've been to Florida a lot. Um, but yeah, I haven't spent as much time there down there either. But yeah, I, absolutely. You guys, you know, y'all, I don't really pin, ever re, try to pinpoint where I'm at unless I know I'm going to put the video up later, which is not a big deal. It's only happened one time. I was a little freaked out, but um, absolutely. So no, that was a great question. I love, you know, I love my lifestyle. I love, uh, I love talking about it. And if anybody's interested in it, cause it's where, you know, it's, it's part of, I've slowed down as much on it, but it's still a big part of, you know, being, being in that, living that lifestyle, being nomadic, being minimal, putting myself in those environment that, you know, is what's part of healing my mind, body, and soul. You know what I mean? Well, man, you've been a big inspiration, obviously, you know, you're pretty global. (laughs) It's crazy. Good. Welcome back to our, our, our pithing with the things that you said, obviously you put a lot of thought. Yeah, yeah. For the rest of us, you know, sometimes go through stuff. You're an inspiration, so it's great to be able to meet you face to face. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was nice to meet you. So again, I always tell anybody this. Some people want to do that or not, but if you'll DM me, you know, I'll be. I'd love to follow you if you'd like or or whatever. um, Have that connection. Uh, So that's up to you. But since I know you, we can do that if you'd like. Absolutely, I'll do that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. See you later, bud. Okay. Hi. I can't see you. Hi. Oh my God! I can't believe you accepted my request. Why? Hey, how are you? You have a hairbrush. What's your name? Hi, my name is Stephanie, and I'm calling from Los Angeles, California, Tongaland, in San Diego Valley. Gotcha. I've been around there just a little tiny bit, but, um, well, good. I'm glad to have you on here. Um, so I saw on your, on your profile, that's probably why I picked you, but, um, and also tell me about your handle. I mean, is it art that you do or do you do something with art or? Um, yes. It's, um, my, my screen name is I rock art, like I rock art. Ah, And my quote is because art is not just for walls. And so I consider myself a multimedia artist. I love all um, mediums of art, and I dabble in all of them. I don't limit myself. And so, um, yeah, I rock art. I'm also a community organizer, but my passion is art. Nice. And community. (laughs) And are you from L.A.? Are you from the L.A. area? That. So, are, so you are, are you actively a social worker right now? Yes. 
Wow. And so how long were you in the foster care system? I grew up in foster care my entire life from a year old till I was about 17 when I aged out. And I moved to different foster homes every year. And so uh, I went on to get my degree and my lived experience inspired me to become a social worker. But I focus on kids aging out of foster care and probation okay. between 16 and 21 because they're overrepresented in, in the like homelessness population and a lot of negative outcomes. So I'm really passionate about that community. Yeah, you know, I'm very familiar with, with um, the environment you're in. First of all, that's incredible that you do that because that is that is a high high level stress type work and environment uh especially with that even the age group group you're talking about older and even transitioning the reason why i know very familiar with that i was an administrator for an adolescent residential treatment center for years and we had uh, one of our contracts that we had that we worked with and we took on pro bono cases was through the dallas County juvenile justice system in Texas. So very familiar with working with a lot of those families and, and some of those systems. A lot of these kids were, you know, they weren't going to, once they were even in the juvenile justice system, they weren't able or were not going to be released back to, to the, you know, family, you know, cause once you get in the city, they fall so much under the radar and, and so many of them get missed. But when they get in the system, then there might be some eyes on them. And then that's when they, you know, they start uh, getting in that system, foster care system and all, they take them away. You do all that kind of stuff. You know that, but go ahead. Yeah, because of that, mental health is very important to me. And so that's why I like your page a lot, because I feel like you you are really in sync with mental health, but holistic mental health. And so, um, you know, when I have stressful days doing the work that I do, I, I get to check out your post. It's really inspirational for me. So thank you. Yeah, well, absolutely. And thank you for what you're doing. So. Do you have a que- any specific question or a yeah, question you want to ask? Okay. Yeah, so I was thinking about my question because you're just an amazing, wise human being. And so, um, and then I thought of, compared to the work I do, it's a very lighthearted question. Um, and so I feel like um, millennials are still kind of working and grinding that relationships are really falling to the wayside. And even like the birth rates are declining. I'm, like I said, I'm, I work in school districts, so it's a big deal. So as I'm dating, as you know, I'm navigating dating and stuff. Um, I'm just like, well, what is the window between going too slow and then going too fast? I feel like some people rush into relationships. I'm not interested in that. But then my then I'm very cautious to be very slow. But then I'm like, wait, what is too slow? <laughs> you know? No, no, I get it. So I feel very fortunate because I'm 62. And when I say that, when questions like this are answered, so I grew up in the late 60s and mostly 70s were my teen years up to 1980. I was 20, whatever. But, you know, back then it was so different. And what people considered fast back then is is just definitely at a snail's pace now as far as developing relationships. So what I've told my kids, I said, look, back then if I saw... If I was somewhere with my buddies or something or whatever, and I saw some girl across the room, I would have to go talk to her. <laughs> I would have to like walk up and talk to her. And what's missing with relationships now, this is my experience and what I think is, is, a, is, an, is a little bit of an issue, but it is it's what it is. There's no anticipation anymore. There's no, like, again, seeing that girl across the room, I'd have to walk up and talk to her. And then if I wanted to go from there, I'd have to get her number and then we'd have to maybe a week later, call and 
and and to, to ask her on a date. All that stuff takes time, and all that anticipation, all that butterflies, all the emotions, and all the things you have to overcome to take these steps. And uh, now everybody usually there's knows who that person is. You know, they could see them on social media. They have that contact. You pretty much know everything about them before you even have that contact. And I think that is that's one of the things that can cause moving really fast. You know, because again, it's you've just circumvented everything. Everything's gone. All that middle ground is gone. And you know, it, it's really individuals too, right? I mean, it's 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 what's going on in your life and what you're looking for and the environment you're in, you know, there's really no right or wrong way. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash SelfCareSavage. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash SelfCareSavage. But you do again, have to navigate through all the, all the, the, again, the social media mess in most cases, because it is part of y'all's world. It was not part of my world for the longest time, but, and I think it's an amazing piece and an amazing tool to have in our lives, but it's here to stay. This is how you guys in the future are going to communicate. So I think these are going to be issues that come up and questions that come up and, you know, just going to have to get navigated. I think anticipation is a good point. Um, I think anticipation kind of builds like, okay, I want to learn more and, you know, the dating process. And I feel like you're right. Like with social media, they'll just think, people think they know everything about you and then they disregard you maybe. Um, yep. And so they think slow. And, it's the uh, judgment. That's all that judgment. If they're disregarding you, letting you go, they're making a judgment based upon what they're seeing in a glimpse. In most cases, most cases, People that are presenting themselves on social media are, it's usually not a true representation of who they are, you know, and, and that can cut both ways, you know, because again, you can, you know, start moving forward with a possibly meeting and stuff like that. And then you're, there's a huge letdown or disappointment because of the way you were presenting yourself. And then when you meet that person there, it's not, you're not what they presented. Yes. It's kind of shocking to me how like you think you would 
want somebody that has goals and dreams and all that and actually strive, takes the steps. But uh, how do you, like, what are any tips on, like, there's no need for men to be intimidated. I mean, that's obviously their issue. But, like, you know, um, I don't know. I don't think any women are trying to do that. We're just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So I was mostly raised by a single mom from age seven on. There, and Before that, there was really no dad in the picture except for in inappropriate ways. But my point is, I watched my mom. She went back to school. At age seven, she went back to school to become a therapist. She went to get her bachelor's or master's or doctorate. She did all this, you know, through my formative, you know, those years from age seven to I think probably 15 and 16 at that point to, to where she kind of finished. But she, she interned. She had jobs in the field to get experience while she was going to school, which uh, lended to her not being the greatest mom. But, you know, she had to do what she had to do. But the thing is, um, I watched all situations through her life have to deal with men because she was a very she was from West Texas. Not sure how much you're familiar with Texas, but West Texas is is tough tough area, Pecos, Texas. And but she was a beauty queen. She was five foot nothing, but she had to she had to to fight the men, whether it was with their inappropriate it uh, sexual stuff to whether it was them not giving her an opportunity or a second look or anything like that because she was a woman trying to advance herself or, or, or you know, get in a position to where she would, you know, to be a, what she wanted to be, which was a therapist. All these things I watched happen. And I also, growing up in that time too, that's, it was, it was different. It's not different now. It's just looks different. But men are, are very, very, you know, Unless you see that or you can you live in that kind of environment or you're not being raised in an environment or you're exposed to an environment where where the, uh, women are looked at as equal out in the world and in the workplace as well as in relationships, then that's what us uh, that's what our young men are seeing. That's what they're going to experience. It's not an excuse when they get into adulthood and they're still leading with that kind of behavior and thoughts, you know, but I tell people I've been doing, you know, as old as I am and things like that. It's, you know, and I do a lot of different social platforms and LinkedIn is one of them. This is this subject that you just brought up is, is uh, what I've been hearing and watching on LinkedIn forever. It's there's, there's always a story that comes up with this in these professional environments and things like that. So intimidation comes in different ways, right? So even though somebody, you go to some cocktail party or business event and men will go outside of that event because they're just inappropriate. They don't, they don't value women enough to, 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 to recognize them as being there to learn, to, to mingle, to, to uh, uh, you know, make connections you know, for their business or whatever they're trying to do. And a lot of times men, it's just their immediate thought is, is to think of women in an inappropriate way. Not only, you know, does that make sense? Yes, it's like, mm, what I do her, what she do me. <laughs> right. I'm very smart. I just want to know about your business. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot, and there's so much manipulation that goes on. And I'm not putting down men, and I'm certainly not, you know, trying to put women on the spot. But it is one of those things to navigate. Having answers to that, everything, no matter what side you're looking at on that, 
you know, women getting in that and sometimes be, letting themselves be taken advantage of. I'm not saying all women, but sometimes they feel like they have to go through that process or let it happen or they have to keep putting themselves in that situation or environment because that's the only way they're going to get what they want or to move ahead or, to, or things like that. That is a huge self-worth problem. That is that, you know, they're not they're not willing to go through the whatever they have to go through, which is understandable, whatever's going on with them, but they're not dealing with it. So they can get past that, get their self-worth up so they can walk in there and they know where to move and stay away from and, and okay, whatever. That's a beautiful word. I feel like a lot of my sisters have so much self-worth that we're not even dating anymore. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Self-worth, self-worth and self-confidence are two different things. So somebody having a huge amount of self-confidence and you know, walking in a room and making sure their presence is known and, and understand, don't mess with me right off the bat. All those kind of things. That's a lot of self-confidence, which also leads to having a low self-worth because they feel they have to be something they're, they're really not. They have to get out of that to, to do that. So that's why I try to, with my message and what I'm trying to get everybody to understand, just like the men that are inappropriate with the women at whatever level, you know, at a relationship level, business level, whatever. Had, they had no self-worth. That's the only way they know how to operate is out of control, out of uh, feeling dominant. You know, that's again, that's a false uh, uh, confidence they're, they're presenting. They Inside, if they had any self-worth, they would be respecting that you or whoever. They would be respecting it. Didn't, they don't, they're not focusing every look we are there are we are men and women and in any situation you, you know it's it just right off the bat there's a lot of well you're a woman and i'm a man and then that little judgments come in from our past stuff it's that's just the the, the way it is but self-worth plays into everybody's how they act and how they react to whatever situation they're in and that's why i just the narrative for me is for everybody so that we can get on a different level. Remember, self-worth is not is not selfish. And it's not maintenance kind of self-worth. It's not getting your nails done or going to a spa or a guy going to a gym every other day or doing whatever whoever does to get that. That's maintenance. That's self-care maintenance. Self-care is doing work to understand more about yourself. What are the things that are causing the roadblocks? Why are you inappropriate with a female? in a business situation or here, why is the opposite, whatever that is doing the work, healing and forgiving, and then you're better. And that's the whole point. That's the self-care savage. Uh, one of its mantras or mottos, whatever you want to call it, is you have to do the work yourself. You have to get better for yourself so you can be better for everyone else. Like a parent, this last example I give, it's the, it's the best example and it usually spurns the, the most, uh, uh, the harshest response back to me, is that parents, they say, oh, I can't do that. I can't be first. I can't take care of myself. I have to take care of my kids. I have to take care of this or whatever else. Absolutely. You had kids. Take care of them. But guess what? You're only a half-assed parent because you don't take care of yourself. You're not doing things to improve yourself. So you're, you know, that's fine, but call it, let's call it what it is. You're a half-assed parent and that's because you're not taking care of yourself. 
if you would do those things, you would become even more amazing. The gift you give to others is the work that you do on yourself. That's the gift. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's the greatest gift. And that's so ironic because I'm in the field of service. <laughs> and um, that's so beautiful, right? The greatest gift is to fill my cup up and also take care of myself. So I'm always learning that. And I appreciate you sharing and reminding it because I feel like sometimes it's a daily reminder. Boom, I'm like a single parent. I'm a service provider, community organizer. So thank you so much. Like, I feel like that is very powerful for us. Well, you're welcome. And the thing is, too, you have to, I always tell people, this community and all of these friendly reminders, when I started all this, there was no vision of this. I wasn't trying to build this, this thing. It, those, that was meant for me. Every single one of these friendly reminders is, you know, I tell everybody on here, you're watching just this old man heal every day. That's just, I mean, I, it's, I, I need all this too. We all need this and we all need to realize we're not in this together. I mean, we are in, the, everybody's in this together and that, that you're not alone. There's, you're just not alone. There, we're all struggling with this. Most people are. Some people just hide a little bit better than others. And, you know, we just need to communicate more, all these things. So thank you for coming on here and thank you for what you do. And, and it's just, uh, it's amazing that you do do that. And, you're raising a kid and, you know, you're, and you, you're, 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 you seem really happy. You know, you, you've got to, to me, you've got to, I can tell when people are a little, I think, uh, but you seem overall pretty, pretty happy. Yeah. Mental health is a priority to me. Um, and like you said, to be the best mother, cover from my own journey and to be a better, you know, contribute better to the world or whatnot. But thank you so much for you supporting us. Yeah. Grownups that support other people. Absolutely. So go and, and send me a DM if you want. And so I can, you know, and so I can, you know, follow, follow you back and all that if you'd like. Yay. Thank you so much. You guys, everybody okay. around the world. Wow, yeah. Thank you. We'll see you later. Huh? Bye. Thank you for listening. And I hope my podcast has helped you in some way taking the path to becoming a self-care savage. Make sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.